0: Hey girl, welcome to the empower her podcast where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur who left the corporate world to follow my gut and leap into the online business space. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing. But I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests with incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriends, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here. I think this topic is going to be so powerful. If you are in a season in your life where you're struggling at all, whether that's grief or just navigating like an uncomfortable situation or a season of life, or maybe you have a girlfriend or someone that you love that's navigating that, that you can share this episode after you listen to it. Or you just want to get proactive about putting more tools in your toolbox for when life does throw you a curveball that you can maybe feel more equipped to handle it. So. I like to think of us like we're girlfriends chatting when I'm talking to you on this podcast. So before we dive into the tangible tips, I've got to loop you in on a little bit of backstory of how this topic came about, about finding joy, even when it's crappy. Um, and it stemmed from an episode that I actually did last week, episode one. 106, which is all about living life on purpose, which was my girlfriend Brittany Crosby's mantra, my girlfriend who I lost to stage three ovarian cancer the day after Thanksgiving. So for more backstory on Britney, she was also on the podcast back in May of 2018, sharing her story. So I'll link in the show notes, episode 106 from last week, if you didn't listen to it, so powerful. And episode 48, which was sharing more about her backstory. I'll link both of those in the show notes for you. But I wanted to give you a little bit more insight into the state I was in when I recorded that episode. I actually recorded it the day after she died, which maybe sounds weird, but I purposely did it because I knew I could have such a raw connection with someone listening to it in real time to really just do something to feel like I could help spread her message and her legacy after losing her. So what I wanted to share with you was two things that I didn't share in that episode that will kind of set us up to give some tangible tips in this episode. So what I didn't mention when I recorded that episode, episode 106 about living life on purpose was that when I found out about Brittany dying, it was the day that she died. And um, I did receive a phone call from her husband, Reese, who's a friend of mine as well. And when he called me and told me, I experienced an emotion like I've never felt before. And honestly, I hope that you've never experienced it. But if you have, you'll know what I mean, where it felt like I just got punched in the gut so hard. I cried so hard. I literally couldn't breathe. I actually called my dad, who is a police officer. He lives in Seattle. I live in San Diego. And he's really good, obviously, in stressful situations as a police officer. And I asked him if he could just help me control my breathing because I was freaking out of like... How irregular my breathing was feeling because I hadn't just felt like a gut punch like that before, um, and it was really scary. And I'm sharing that because I think that's an emotion that's so normal, but something that I had never navigated before. And in addition to that, um, you know, I texted my fiance Cena, who is at work. He's a dentist, and I said, "Brittany died," and obviously, he was like, "I'm coming home right now." He knew it was important to be with me. But after a couple of hours of him being at home we decided to go to the grocery store because I wanted to get soup. I promise you this is relevant. We wanted to get soup and there was two different soup options in the hot bar section, you know, of the grocery store. And I remember I yelled at Cena when he asked me what soup I wanted because I was so overwhelmed. As someone who manages overwhelm very well, like this was a shocking emotion for me, but I was so overwhelmed by the decision between two soups that I Yelled at Cena in the middle of a grocery store and then I cried. And it was because my heart just felt like it was shattered and I didn't feel like I could even make a decision about soup. And I didn't mention those two particular instances of crying so hard I couldn't breathe and yelling at Cena over soup in the episode that I recorded, episode 106, because that episode was about Britney's legacy. To live life on purpose. And I wanted to share her message, but I also wanted to share some tangible tips to help you take action. But here's the thing. I wanted to loop you in on those two feelings that I felt because it's relevant now to today's topic that I want to share with you, which is how to find joy, even when it's crappy. Because through all of this, I've already learned a really powerful lesson, which is this unique strength that I'm gifted with and I wanted to share it just in case it could help anyone. Like I said, in case you have a friend going through something tough that you want to share this with, or in case you just want to have more tools in your toolbox in the future for when life does throw you a curveball. So I want to talk about finding joy, even when it's crappy. And the first thing that I want to talk about is how I had to let myself actually feel all the feels and not dismiss any of those feelings as quote unquote right or wrong. And I will disclaimer, I am not a grief counselor. I'm not an expert in this area. In fact, I really have not dealt with a lot of grief. I don't want to be an expert. So don't slide into my DMs with like all sorts of like grief things. I don't want to be an expert, but I do want to share with you in real time that it was really unfamiliar and it's still very unfamiliar for me to navigate this type of emotion. And it hit me hard really fast. And like I mentioned before, the day that she died, I cried so hard. I almost literally like puked and passed out. I got mad. I snapped at Cena. I literally like let myself play out these crazy situations in my head that were so dark and it kind of freaked me out. But then the next day I woke up and I started to feel better definitely not joyful but a little bit lighter like I had lost like 10 pounds of tears and just like snot that had like probably gone into my mouth um, from the day before and here's the truth like I'm not going to let any of these negative feelings that will come resurface again I know will likely resurface again because this is a damn roller coaster and as I mentioned there's no right or wrong way there's no getting over it it's a forever now new normal life without Brittany but it was just an interesting roller coaster of emotions that i felt like i couldn't navigate and i feel like is often not talked about and here's the thing just being fully transparent a really interesting thing happened a couple days after finding about her passing and i really wasn't expecting it i felt joyful like not joyful that she was gone, obviously, but like right here, right now, as I'm recording this only four days after I lost such an important friend that truly devastated me, I'm actually happy. And of course my heart is still broken, but I'm grateful for today, which means I'm smiling, I'm laughing, I'm dancing. And when that joy first came up, I wanted to like smush it down. Right? Be like, what the hell, Cage? Like, you're happy? Are you an actual psychopath? Like, how are you happy and joyful right now when someone that you love so much just died? Like, the point of why I'm sharing that is because I knew that I had to allow myself to feel all of the feels and not dismiss any of them as right or wrong, including the positive feelings. As much as it's like right to feel sad, it's right. To feel joyful. There's no rule book. There's no real right or wrong. And don't let anyone tell you that grieving or how you process grief or a tough situation is right or wrong. You do you, boo. And if anyone tries to screw with you, I think of us like a girlfriend. So I will like beat them up. Okay. Honestly, I've never been in a fight with anyone. I'm more of like a hugger, but you get the point. Don't let anyone tell you that it's right or wrong. Allow yourself to feel the feels and not dismiss anything because. All of these emotions on this roller coaster through a tough season or through grief I'm learning are so freaking normal. So don't beat yourself up about the highs or the lows, okay? Now, number two, this is not really like a chronological thing. This is more just like an everyday thing, but this is tip number two, okay? I constantly strive to become more self-aware and I ask myself, what do I need to be a full, complete, happy person? And I ask myself that, all the time. And I think because I felt more self aware, you can never be prepared for a curveball or for death or for anything. And I realize that. I understand I'm never going to be prepared for things that are going to come my way. But being more self aware of what I need to fit to feel like a full, complete, happy person was extremely helpful. And it's something that you can do proactively because it doesn't just help you during hard times, but it helps you during all times. I think that personal growth and navigating your own mindset, like thinking about your thoughts and how you want to approach life, thinking of the person that you want to become and how you can think more like that person is everything. Perspective is everything. I mean, I literally started my new company, She Goes, to empower you with more tools. Like our first product is the With Intention Planner and our online personal development community launching in January is called The Collective. And the reason why is because I think as humans, like you and I, becoming more self aware is the biggest gift that we can give ourselves and the world, which means we have to get into the habit of asking ourselves better questions, including what do I need right now? Whether you're happy, you're grieving, you're in a hard time, you're in a great time, what do you need right now to be a full, complete, happy person? If things are going well, Why are things going well? You want to be conscious of noting those things so that when things don't go well, you understand why you were happy prior so you can maybe duplicate some of those things that you know that you need to be a full, complete, happy person, right? And in addition, it's important to take note of the things that drain you on a daily basis and the things that fuel you. Because when you know yourself better, you can better prepare for um, things that could come up. And while you can never prepare for a curveball like this, I do feel like knowing myself has helped me feel more equipped to ask for what I actually need and not apologize for it. And being self-aware comes in all sorts of ways. And I'll share with you one thing that I really love. I talk about this all the time, which is the Enneagram. Girl, I will disclaimer, if you have not taken the Enneagram test, go Google it, Enneagram. There are tons of free tests. But basically, when you take the test, you get a number that's between one and nine. I am an Enneagram seven, the enthusiast. You might have guessed that. Um, If you're familiar with the Enneagram at all, um, sevens are kind of crazy squirrels. They also don't take lows well, like they avoid painful feelings at all cost because they are ninjas at reframing, right? And it's not fake. Although often Enneagram sevens, like their joyful state, their happy go lucky state can be perceived as phony by some because as an Enneagram seven, you get really pumped and you get really excited. But I'm here to tell you personally, for me, like girlfriend to girlfriend, like if we were in a coffee shop, having coffee. I will tell you that I'm actually like this. My, my brain is legit wired. I'm a reframing, joy-finding, silver lining, making machine, okay? But when Brittany died, I was an actual mess and I allowed myself to be a mess on purpose because I was so self-aware. I knew that my tendency, just even knowing my Enneagram type and knowing myself well, was going to be to avoid That pain. I knew that I was going to try and reframe it instantly because that's my natural tendency. But I was self aware enough to know what I actually needed to be a full, complete, happy person. And I knew I needed to let myself feel that full spectrum of emotions so I could really cope. And I know that that's going to be something I'm going to have to do for forever now because I don't know how this process is going to go. It's such a roller coaster, but I'm willing to go low because I understand that's required for me, even if I want to avoid it as a natural tendency. See what I mean? And honestly, like this is random, but I was explaining it to um, one of my girlfriends, Jackie, that I was really proud of myself. And this comes from the self awareness, right? It's like kind of giving you an opportunity to have more proud moments of yourself. I was proud of me for letting myself feel that low, which sounds strange, but like I explained it to her where I was thinking of like, if you were a really introverted, shy person who's like definitely afraid of public speaking. That's not me. I literally love public speaking. I don't know why, Um, but say that's you. You're like deathly afraid of public speaking, but you get on a stage and you speak to an audience of like 20,000 people and you just like crush it and you're like, what's up? Okay, take that feeling that a shy introverted person, if maybe that's you or someone that you know, did that. That feeling that she would have accomplishing that is how proud I felt of myself, like to that extent for letting myself go low because it was so outside of my comfort zone, right? And I wouldn't have had that opportunity to feel proud. I also wouldn't have known how to navigate that or choose to let myself get so low if I wasn't so self-aware. So a couple of tips on that. Take the Enneagram. Seriously, girl, write it down. Note section of your phone. If you're cruising down the freeway, just like DM me on Instagram. I always answer your DMs, of course. Um, but Enneagram, okay? There's a bunch of free tests on it, or you can find like one of the paid tests. And then read books for what you need as a person to grow if you're working on something in your life. Not just what's trendy or what your sister recommended or like you saw someone on an airplane reading and you're like, oh, like I've seen this. No, what do you actually need? Read the back of the book. Look at reviews, like figure out what you need or ask for recommendations from people that are you know struggling in an area that you're struggling with or just get some feedback. Make personal growth part of your self-care routine, which girl, you're already listening to this podcast. Holla, you're on that, right? Or... Even personal growth in your like normal day-to-day conversations, whether that's through joining like online communities, which, you know, I'm a huge fan of, or in your daily life when you're just starting those conversations with your girlfriends, with your family, maybe conversations about personal growth that you wouldn't normally have, but you can be the catalyst to infiltrate that into your friend group or into your family. And that might inspire them to go down this path of their own personal growth journey too, right? Which is why like, I love when people share this podcast on Instagram and then sometimes like, their random friend will find the podcast and message me that it was the first podcast that they found because their cousin shared it or their friend shared it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what a gift you're giving to people when you spread personal growth because they might not ever start it unless you tell them about it, right? So don't hide your personal growth journey. Okay, and finally, number three, ooh, girl, you've got to look at your joy as a Gift, not a burden. Like I mentioned in number one, feeling all the feels and not dismissing them of being, you know, quote unquote, right or wrong includes the positives that you might be feeling. Maybe you are feeling really good about your life right now, but your friend group is struggling. Maybe you're really pumped about your career, but everyone is naysaying about their career. If you are feeling joyful, don't dismiss that. That's an actual gift that you can spread to other people. And I told you at the beginning, like, I wanted to dismiss that feeling of joy. I was like, wait, what? But really, I'm like, are you kidding me? So many people that know Brittany are hurting. So many people that I'm connected with, like maybe you on this podcast or through social media are hurting or going through a tough time. If I can be joyful, why in the world would I hide that? And of course I'm hurting too, but I'm gifted right now at this present moment moment with an abundance of overflowing joy. Like I have excess energy and joy and light to share. So if I can be a light now and I might be able to provide some of that light or some humor or some relief for some awkward dance parties on Instagram stories, why in the world would I hide that or try and dim my light? I'm not pretending to be okay. I just happen to have a really unique gift right now. And maybe you can connect with being that person that's actually not hurting or struggling right now, but you have a gift that you have today, right? And I'll be honest with you. I'm really damn good. Part of the reason why I started this podcast is because I know that I am really damn good at looking at life with rose tinted glasses. It's not because I'm naive to the fact that life throws curveballs or things can be hard. It's because I have trained my brain to consciously look for the silver linings. Like whatever you look for, you are going to find, right? I'm always looking for ways that life is rigged in my favor and trying to share that with you in case it can help you. I can't always teach. In real time, how to get your brain trained to look for the positives or to find the joy. But I can teach principles. Like another short episode that I did, that Life is Rigged in Your Favor episode, if you haven't checked that out, I'll link that one in the show notes too. So I'll link 106 from last week, I'll link 48 from Brittany's story, and I'll link the Life is Rigged in Your Favor episode as well in the show notes, in case you want one to listen to next. But I believe that I can teach some of these principles. Because truthfully, whether it's grief or a hard season in life, people need light. And if you can be that person, oh girl, please shine. People need a lighthouse. Never think of that as a burden. It's a gift. And if you're holding back your light, thinking that it might inconvenience someone else, or girl, let's just throw an ambition. If you're holding back your ambition because you think it's inconvenient to someone else, or you're being so concerned about what other people think, it's not only a disservice to you and your own joy and showing up for your one shot here, but it's a disservice to other people who need to see you showing up authentically and desperately need your light. So girl, if authentically you today means joy and gratitude. And not coming from a place of struggle, then by all means, girl, freaking shine. Shine. We need you. So to recap, number one, first, I had to allow myself to feel all the feels and not dismiss anything as right or wrong, which means those like really hard, low, just dark lows, those weren't wrong. And neither was that state of just wanting to laugh. That wasn't wrong either. Number two, You've got to make sure that you're looking at this opportunity that you have in front of you to get more self-aware constantly. Asking yourself the question, what do I need to be a full, complete, happy person? Noting when you, things are going really well, why is that working so well for you? And that way you've got more tools in your toolbox so that when life does throw a curveball, you know more so how to get yourself back on track. It's not going to be easy. You're never going to be able to be prepared for devastation like this, for example, but it's going to help you by being just a little bit more proactive of knowing yourself and what you actually need. And finally, look at your joy or your ambition as a gift to the world, to yourself, but to the world when you show up authentically. It is not a burden. It is not an inconvenience. It's a gift to be shared. And finally, I have to like actually read this because I got a DM on Instagram from a new friend, um, which if we're not connected, at Keisha Fitzgerald on Instagram, come find me. Um, She said, lighthouses don't go running all over an island looking for boats to save. They just stand there shining. And that's a quote from Anne Lamott. I believe that's how you say her name. And a friend sent that to me on Instagram and I loved it. Lighthouses don't go running all around looking for boats to save. They stand there shining. So girl, if you are a lighthouse, you freaking shine. Buckle up. It's time to shine. And I will talk to you soon, girl. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share it with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.